What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you in your walk toward eternity and your walk toward becoming the particular saint that God our Father desires for you and me and for all of us to be. I'm here so the show goes, you hit me up for three to five questions per episode dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, uh, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis, apologetics, the list goes on. I will then spend time with your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. However, here's my disclaimer, I'm not perfect. Every now and then the advice I share with you might not actually be good for you if that's the case. I want to give you the freedom to reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in holiness. Um, however, if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to just pray for God to give you the grace to fulfill the demands of discipleship by leaning into your relationship with Jesus Christ. So that no matter how difficult, no matter how heavy your cross may be, God will help you carry it in your walk toward Jerusalem and ultimately in your walk toward eternity. Um, you can rate us and review us on iTunes or other podcast formats. You can share us on your social media pages. And if you're a first time listener or a recurring listener and you have your own questions, comments or critiques, hit me up at AskFatherJosh at AssistantPress.com uh, with those questions, comments and critiques. And I will get to you and to them as soon as I can. A few other notes. My book, Pocket Got to Adoration. Is available at AssistantPress.com, as is my book, Broken and Blessed, so you can get those there. And on today's show, as we enter into this holy week uh, in the COVID-19 coronavirus season, we're going to talk about confession. Like A lot of us like to go to confession before we go to Easter Mass, Vigil Mass this year. Those liturgies will not be taking place publicly. So what do I do? What do I do if I need to reconcile my soul to God? And also, what if I have a loved one right now in this holy week who is sick? Um, who is suffering? Can they receive the last rites? And finally, how do I stay engaged with my relationship with God through these online masses uh, that are virtually available to many people through the Ascension Press Facebook page, um, as well as the Ascension Press YouTube channel? But before we get into those topics, I want to share with you a glory story. <laughs> All right, so I don't know where to start. There's just so much, like I'm all over the place. This has been, I've never, I never thought that I would live in a time such as this. Like I feel like we're in a movie right now, a sci-fi movie, um, man. But there's so much grace. Um, prayer, first of all, my relationship with Jesus, he's been so good to me in this coronavirus season. I've had so much time to just spend with the Lord before the tabernacle and also um, in exposition on the Blessed Sacrament with the scriptures. It's just been so beautiful. Uh, I, Yeah, words cannot adequately express how much intimacy I have experienced in my prayer with God this Lent, this Lenten season. Um, and because of the coronavirus, right, I, I have had so much more time to be with him that's not rushed. I, I didn't realize until a couple of weeks ago how rushed my lifestyle really is like I go from thing to thing to thing and that frustrates me interiorly and, and I never realized how frustrated I was until I wasn't frustrated anymore <laughs> because I wasn't being rushed. Um, I've been able to hear confessions uh, six feet apart still. Um, I've been able to uh, Zoom 
uh, with my meetings with my staff and my team and my pastoral council and everybody, um, I've been able to uh, pray with people over the phone. And um, and also, I've been called upon to give a lot of people the last rites uh, over the past few weeks. And uh, it's been very beautiful, but nothing's been rushed. And then I think there's one day where after one of my masses that I do on Facebook through the Ascension Press Facebook page, after one of those masses, I had a prayer meeting scheduled on Zoom and Man, I just ran from the mass that that prayer meeting, and I recognized the rest of my day was messed up, and I didn't know why until the next day when I wasn't rushed. And I said, "Wow, I had no idea that even rushing to good things such as prayer like frustrates me, and I lose my peace." So I learned that um, during the season, and yeah, so I've been intentional about just taking everything very slow um, and not not going from thing to thing to thing but really like spacing things out. It's been so helpful uh, just for the relationship with God. At the same time, a number of my parishioners have lost their jobs or if they haven't lost their job, they aren't getting paid right now. A number of my uh, friends have family members who passed away from the coronavirus. Uh, a number of my friends have had loved ones pass away through cancer and heart failure and other things. And I've been doing funerals for them and, and that's been painful for the funerals to be limited to 10 people, you know, and for, yeah, just, it's just been painful, you know, it's been a painful reality, you know, you want to be able to mourn with your loved ones, but you can't right now, we just can't, um, and so my heart has been breaking for my people, I have family members right now who are sick, not necessarily with corona, um, but just pneumonia, bronchitis, and other illnesses, and, and so, yeah, just been praying for them, and um, in this season of my prayer life, I've been drawn to the Psalms, uh, the Psalms, because the Psalms, where my words fail, the Psalms are able to adequately express the deepest longings of my heart, whether it's the gratitude or the distress or the fear, anxiety, worry, concern, hope, joy, peace, whatever, it's all in the Psalms, oh my gosh, it's all there, so so yeah, it's just been crazy how all over the place this has been, but yeah, just so grateful. I'm grateful for the doctors who I'm able to accompany, I'm able to work with and collaborate with. I, and specifically, I want to give a shout out to all the doctors and just uh, nurse practitioners and medical teams who are my current parish, Holy Rosary, but also at Aloysius. I've been able to lean on a lot of the people in the medical field lately and with a lot of my just needs and help. And um, yeah, and so so grateful for the body of Christ and for the different members of the different gifts that I don't have who have been used by Christ to bring healing to so many people in so many ways. And so, yeah, I'm just grateful right now, very grateful for Jesus and for prayer and for the body of Christ and uh, for the Psalms because my heart's all over the place and in good, good ways and in just in this, man, this heavy ways. But yeah, so it's been, it's been exhausting and good and beautiful yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's the glory story. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. This coronavirus has me all up in my feelings. So uh, let's jump into some feedback as I sip my coffee. All right, first feedback comes in from Chris. Chris says, Father Josh and team, uh, thank you for celebrating Mass and recording and sharing digitally. It is great to at least spiritually participate 
in Mass with our clergy during this time. Yeah, it's been such a gift to worship with so many of you on the Facebook um, Masses we've been doing. It's been such a gift. So, And I don't know about y'all, but like, I don't want to go back to the way things were. Like, Whenever we come back out of this, whenever that is, like, oh gosh, there's so many things I've learned about like ministry and Zoom and these online Masses and things that I, th- I feel like in addition to right the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass that I want people to come in when the doors are open again, like what else can I do online? Like what kind of ministries, what kind of Bible studies that can we do via Zoom and via FaceTime? It just Man, it's just like, and then too, just real quick, I'm rambling, but like I love the pace right now, the, the slow pace. Like I, as much as I love all the ministries that we have in my parish, because we have a lot of beautiful ministries that are bearing a lot of supernatural fruit and a lot of people are coming back to the sacraments and coming back to their relationship with Jesus in the confessional and in the Eucharist and in the community. And it's really beautiful and really great. And I'm super Super beyond stoked about everything that's happening here. I, I also am like, man, Jesus, like, I, I think we still need to slow down. Like, whenever we're able to come back, this reset has just, man, it just revealed to me that, I don't know, I feel like we need to slow down. We still need to slow down. And, um, yeah, anyways, I'm rambling. But next feedback comes in from Janice. Uh, Janice says, thank you, Father Josh, for the daily masses. God bless you and the world during this coronavirus. Stay at home. Yeah, if you can, please, everybody, stay at home, right? Um, uh, really, it's like people are dying from this coronavirus. It's, it's really serious. I know like when it first came out, a lot of people were like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, you know what? I'm like, no, it really is. Like, people are dying. I know people who are dying. So like, this is a huge, huge thing. It's not something that we could just say it's, it's, you know, whatever. And I guess pet peeve of mine, like one of the things that I found to be most offensive uh, during this whole season is when people make comments like, oh, but like, you know, it's just the elderly or people who have weak immune systems who might die. I'm like, do their lives not matter? Like those comments are so, I, I get it when people say those things, they don't mean them that way, but they come off so disrespectful because the elderly are the body of Christ too. And they're just as necessary as the young. And those who have weak immune systems are the body of Christ as well. And they're just as necessary in the body of Christ as those who are super healthy. Um, so, and the people who are super healthy, who might be going out doing a lot of things with a lot of people might get it. It might not have any symptoms, but then they might spread it with somebody who is not super healthy, um, who has a weak immune system, who might be elderly or who might be young. Cause like this, this, this virus is getting people at all ages um, from, from what I'm seeing. Um, and, and imagine if that person who we give it to isn't ready to go to heaven. Imagine that person is not in a state of grace. Imagine that person has not repented of their sins. So like we might be, oh man, you know, I'm in a state of grace right now. Like I'm, I'm really good with Jesus, but like they might not be. So if you don't have to go somewhere, please really stay at home. You know, and I guess I'm just speaking because we're so passionately about this because I have to go out to anoint people. Like I have to go out to give last rites. Um, I need to be available for my people for the sacrament reconciliation. And, um, and I have funerals, many funerals, right? And so um, I'm with people and I don't want, I don't want to get it and then pass it to somebody else at these funerals or when I'm giving the last rites to people in their homes, to their family members. Like, so like, it's just, it's really, really important that we deny ourselves the privileges that we, we may want just for the sake of the, the body of Christ, um, finding healing in God's will, way, and time. All right. And finally, uh, Lauren, Lauren has feedback. Hey, Father Josh, I want to say thank you so much for the podcast and ministry. And it's so uplifting to me. I'm a convert and recently discovered your podcast. Actually, I'm going to be real. I recently discovered podcasts in general. Uh, hey, me too, Lauren. I, like before my podcast, I really didn't listen to podcasts. I love that I can hear your love for the Father and your voice. You're truly on fire for the Lord. Oh, God bless you. 
I listened to the February 25th podcast about Lent when I was already a week into Lent. You really challenged me to look at what I was giving up for Lent, and I even added one you suggested. I've never thought about giving up the snooze button, but it's been challenging and wonderful. I have more time in the morning to spend with the Lord before my kiddos get up, and I can feel him molding my heart more every day. Also, I love the blessing at the end of the podcast. I grew up Lutheran, and our pastor always ended service with the blessing from the book of Numbers. It made me smile, and I wish we used it more in my parish. It's so beautiful. God bless, Lauren. Oh, God bless you, too. I, too, love the ironic blessing. It's, um, I, I use it all the time. Actually, <laughs> Lauren, you might laugh. So one day, I had some of my friends over, and uh, they were visiting me. And so I took them to my chapel, and they were dating at this time. Now they're, they're married. They have, they have a family, um, everything. But uh, they were just dating at this time. And I said, y'all want to pray over y'all for y'all's relationship? And so we went to my chapel, and I was praying a spontaneous prayer from my heart. And this is why, like, road prayers can be such a gift. Road prayers are like the Our Father, the Hail Mary, Glory Be, St. Michael Prayer, the Ironic Blessing, um, the Psalms, et cetera. Um, it's because as I'm praying this spontaneous prayer over them, I said something that like wasn't good. And it was, and then they like looked up at me and I think I said something like, like, I just pray that like God has gives y'all the grace to like, just like rest in each other's arms tonight. And after I said, I was like, I mean, no, not like that. I mean like rest, rest in his arms tonight, like Jesus's arms, but like not together. And then they busted out laughing. And so I just went to the old school ironic blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with his kindness and fill you with his peace because it got super awkward. So yeah, thank you, Lauren. Uh, God bless you. And uh, I'm so glad that you are walking with me and I'm walking with you through this podcast. Let's, let's be saints together. Okay, now let's get into the show. All right, first question comes in about confession. Just when I thought I said everything I could say in the sacrament of reconciliation, I remembered. All right, so this question comes in from Anonymous. Hey, Father Josh, I love your podcast, and thank you for answering my previous question. What do we do right now if we have mortal sin, but because of the quarantine cannot get to confession? Anonymous. Yeah, so certainly, 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 this is like a, question that's on a lot of people's hearts and minds. And so I'm going to turn to our Holy Father, Pope Francis. And Pope Francis actually answered this question um, and basically said, you know, for people who can't go to confession because of this coronavirus, because of the quarantine, because some people are on lockdown and they can't get out of their homes or other serious reasons, they might be in the hospital and maybe there is not a priest anywhere near the hospital who can get to them. Um, for those people in those circumstances, then during this time, we're invited to do a few things. Number one, express our thoughts, feelings, and desires to God, to God in prayer. Talk to God. Be very specific about our sins. Ask him um, for pardon um, and, and experience his loving forgiveness. So says Pope Francis. He says, like, this is the right time, the opportune moment um, where an act of contrition done well and our souls will become white as snow. He said that on the March 20th live stream morning mass. Um, and so whenever we find ourselves in a situation where we cannot get to a priest, um, what we can do is, is we can uh, do what the catechism of the Catholic Church teaches, which is this in paragraph 1452. When it arises from a love by which God is loved above all else, contrition 
It's called perfect contrition of charity. Such contrition remits venial sins. It also obtains forgiveness of mortal sins if it includes the firm resolution to have a recourse to sacramental confession as soon as possible. So basically, let the Lord know you love him, that you desire to be in relationship with him again after you've turned your back on him through sin, um, that you um, are going to do your best to avoid the near occasion of sin, and that as soon as you can make it to the sacrament of reconciliation, in the future, you will go and you will confess those sins that you have committed. Um, and so in the meantime, though, you can do this. The Pope reminded us of this. Um, he said, do what the catechism the Catholic Church teaches. It's very clear. If you cannot find a priest to confess to, speak directly with God, your father. Tell him the truth. Say, Lord, I did this, this and this. Forgive me and ask for pardon with all your heart. You make an act of contrition and promise to God, I will go to confession afterward. But please forgive me now. And immediately you will return to a state of grace with God. So says Pope Francis. So if you're in a place right now where you cannot go to confession, where a priest cannot get to you or you cannot get to a priest, then have perfect contrition um, and reveal your sins to God and make the firm resolution that as soon as you can go to confession, you will. What if you die in the meantime? Well, you're good because you have the intention of going to confession. So God will take care of you. So as long as you have the intention of going to confession, whenever this is over, and, and that, that applies too for people who are like, like, say if I was in mortal sin and I immediately repented afterwards and was sorry for my sins and wanted to be reunited with God, made a a firm resolution to to no longer sin again, to avoid the near occasion of sin, to go to confession, I get in my car, I drive to the parish where the next priest is available, and I get in a car accident and die. I'm good, right? Because I had the intention of going to confession. The same thing applies for people who are in like the RSA process right now. If they are on their way to get baptized and they die before they can get baptized, they have the baptism of desire. So it's like confession by desire. Um, so that's what I would recommend to you, and shout out to Pope Francis as a good Holy Father for addressing that question for us, because I know it's been on so many people's hearts and minds. All right, next question comes in about another sacrament, the last rites for COVID victims. Hey, Father Josh, I listen to your virtual masses every morning, and I'm so thankful and inspired by them. I'm worried that with the stay-at-home orders, many people are dying all alone without any sacraments or even family around them. Are priests able to visit sick parishioners in the hospital? God bless you, Martha. Yeah, a few things. Um, before I answer that question, just a reminder to everybody, like send our guardian angels to go and pray with people. Send your guardian. Like we have angels. Every single one of us has angels that we can send to go and do ministry for us while we cannot be there. Ask God to transport you, transport your soul to the nearest tabernacle for your prayers of intercession before the Blessed Sacrament. If you can't get out of your home to be in the presence of Jesus, um, then you can do that um, spiritually by asking the, the Lord to transport you to that tabernacle so you can intercede for people there. Pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for people. Pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet for our brothers and sisters who are all alone, who are homeless or who are in hospitals or hospice or in their homes and they are alone. As far as priests being available to go to sick parishioners in the hospital, yes, if is for the last rites we can go. We, we're not recommended to just go for non-essential things, but for like the last rites, at least in my diocese, we can go. There are some dioceses where this might not be the case. I'm not aware of which dioceses those are. At least in my diocese here in Baton Rouge, I know in New Orleans and Lafayette and Homa Thibodeau and the surrounding area, we are able to go to the hospitals to administer the last rites to prepare people for heaven. Um, I have administered the last rites to a... A number of people, um, gosh, in the past couple of weeks, it's been very beautiful. Um, and some of those people have passed away. It's not been from COVID. It's not been from the coronavirus, but it has been people who are sick during this time. Um, it's 
not easy though to get into hospitals right now. It's not easy to get into nursing homes or hospice facilities. So a number of priests um, might not be invited in by those institutions. We just have to kind of fight our way in. You know, we have to really fight uh, for the sacraments. And so um, I know one of my brother priests, Father Brad, he did that recently. He went to, I think it was a nursing home. Uh, the parishioner was in her like hundreds and uh, the staff tried to stop him from going to administer the last rites. And it was very beautiful. Her family said to that staff member, like this priest is just as much a part of our family as, as the rest of us. And so that employee allowed my, my, my buddy, Father Brad, to go and administer the last rites to this woman. And, um, and it's very beautiful. So yeah, it's been difficult, I think, for some people to get out there and do this. But um, And again, and for priests who are going out there to administer uh, the last rites in anyone's home at this time or in any hospital or any institution, we're really encouraged to, to put as much protective gear on as possible because even if that person does not have um, COVID-19, the coronavirus, we can still catch it from somebody in the facility. And so it's really, really necessary for us to wear gloves and to wear masks um, to wear protective gear, to wash our hands after, take a shower after, wash our clothes after. Um, this is coming from advice one of my friends who's a doctor at the at Our Lady of the Lake. Um, because again, like we don't want to go somewhere, help someone find salvation in Christ, pick it up ourselves, and then be irresponsible and give it to other people who did not have it, and then they die, and they might not be ready to die. They might not be in a state of grace. And so it's only charitable for us to take all the precautions necessary um, so that we are able to administer the sacraments, which is where God creates this ladder and comes down the ladder to give us his grace, um, and um, but also at the same time where we're being prudent. So, yeah, great, great question. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's that right there. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, uh, we're going to dive into our final question about the online masses and trying to stay engaged. Every one of us is made in the image of God. We are unique, worthy of love, and called to greatness. In this world, though, we can be distracted from that truth and begin to doubt God's love is real. You see, we live in a world that tells us we are not smart, attractive, thin, or rich enough. It is easy to focus on the ways we fall short of worldly perfection and forget that we are already made perfect. We are already enough. I'm Danielle Bean, author of You Are Enough, what women of the Bible teach you about your mission and worth. You Are Enough dives into the stories of women in the Bible so that you can fully see God's plan for your life. To order, visit ascensionpress.com or Amazon. And we are back. Just a quick reminder, you can send me your questions at askfatherjosh at ascensionpress.com. If you're feeling fancy, record a voice note, send it to me as well. We could play it on a future show. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes and other podcast formats. This helps other people find out about the show. Also, share us on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, on your TikTok, um, so that other people can also find out about the show. And if you want some reading to do during this time, order my book, uh, Broken and Blessed, at ascensionpress.com, and my other book, Pocket Guide to Adoration, at ascensionpress.com. All right, final question comes in from Amanda. Amanda writes this. Hey, Father Josh, I've been so happy to see you saying Mass to the Ascension Facebook page lately. I'd hoped I would get to come to Holy Rosary for a Mass with you someday from Boston. Boston. Is that where Marky Mark is from? Boston? Uh, Boston. Boston. 
Boston. Boston. Uh, but I didn't expect it to come to me. I was just wondering, does watching a recorded mass have the same effects as watching it live? I have to work during the times masses have been live streamed, but I have been making time to watch and participate after work as they are still available on the websites recorded. However, I can't help but feel like I'm not really participating as the mass is not occurring in real time and that it doesn't really count to watch a recording. What are your thoughts? Thank you for finding ways to bring us closer to Jesus, even in this time of solitude. Hope you continue to be safe, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda, uh, this is a great question. And so my cousin, I have a, one of my priests in my diocese, Father Ryan Halford, He's like my fifth cousin. We found out we were cousins because we went to the March for Life um, every year together for a number of years. And maybe like three or four years ago, uh, we were at the March for Life together and we were we took 500 kids, 20 nuns, a bunch of priests, seminarians to go um, fight for, for babies and their moms and for into, and into abortion. Um, and as we were leaving Mass, this old man was there and this old man was Father Ryan's grandpa. And as we're talking, uh, it came up that this old man was first cousins with my grandpa. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And so uh, then I realized that this old man who's Ryan's grandpa is, you know, makes me and Ryan like whatever, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth cousins, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of cool. So anyways, my cousin father, Ryan Halford, actually answered this question on somebody's Facebook thread. Clearly, I've had some time on my hands. So outside of prayer, I'm not going to lie. I've been on Facebook a little bit more than I've ever been in my life. Um, and I was scrolling the other day, and one of my friends asked a question about, like, what masses y'all watching on uh, on stream, like Facebook, whatever. My friend Grace asked this question. And I just want to give Grace a shout out because she mentioned that she was watching, you know, Bishop Barron and she was going to watch my buddy, Father Andrew Merrick, but she didn't mention she was watching me. So Grace, shout out to you, right? Um, thanks for not watching my masses. Uh, it's all cool. I'm not holding a grudge against you right now. But Father Ryan had responded on a thread just about the difference between like live stream masses and recording masses. And this is what he said. I'm just going to read you his post. He said, there's no theological difference between the live versus recorded masses when it comes to devotional reasons. Um, neither are a fulfillment of the Sunday obligation, which has currently been dispensed. Keep in mind, many of our bishops have dispensed the Sunday obligation. I think every bishop in America has dispensed the Sunday obligation. So we don't actually have to watch a virtual mass on our computer or on our TV uh, during this time. If we do so, it's great. And I mean, I recommend it, um, but you don't actually have to do it because you've been dispensed from Mass anyway. When it comes to making spiritual communions, like the act of spiritual communion, this practice can be done anywhere at any time and does not require any time of the liturgy, uh, whether in person or uh, virtual. But then this is where Ryan's super cool. Ryan's like super, super smart. And so um, he then went on to give speculation and so like i love speculative theology this is like where we just like speculate about like what could be what should be what maybe would be and this is what he said considering that there is no truly instantaneous relaying of video and audio that is ever conceivably possible even what we call live stream is something recorded even if it's just a small segment at a time by technical instrumentation um and transmitted to be eventually received by viewers at home. If one is getting bogged down about timing, technically live stream is not really live either. What metaphysical difference is there if the video is delayed a month, a day, a few hours, or a few seconds, or a few moments? It remains the case that such virtual interactions are never truly, actually live. So even the blessing you would get from a live stream is still not in the exact moment mediated virtually and thus participated in after the fact. If the priest is intending the viewing audience to be able to receive the blessing, 
I'm not sure timing actually matters, providing the fact that being blessed over the screen and when that in person is possible at all. So, yeah, I mean, that just that answers your question. Uh, I just I just I love smart people. Shout out to Father Ryan. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that that takes care of that, hopefully for you. All right. So because we have this coronavirus going on right now, I want to end us in a in a prayer, a prayer that we can pray together. Um, or actually, I'll pray for you and you could play it back um, if you want so you can hear it over and over again. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, our divine physician, we ask you to guard and protect us from coronavirus, COVID-19, and all serious illness. For all who have died from it, have mercy. For those who are ill now, bring healing. For those searching for a remedy, enlighten them. For medical caregivers, helping the sick, strengthen and shield them. For those working to contain the spread, grant them success. For those afraid, grant peace. May your precious blood be our defense and our salvation. By your grace, may you turn the evil of disease into moments of consolation and hope. May we always fear the contagion of sin more than any illness. We abandon ourselves to your infinite mercy. Amen. All right, y'all. I love y'all very much, and I cannot wait to just continue to accompany you toward heaven. Um, in these very uncertain times that we are living, stay close to Jesus. And my encouragement for you this week is to uh, to pray the Psalms, because those are the prayers that Jesus would have prayed as he entered into his passion and death. All right. God bless y'all. Stay tuned. See you next week. Mm-hmm.